Hello, everyone. We want to take this opportunity to say thank you. As you go at the Golden Boot, so do our needs, but we cannot do it without you. We ask that you continue to like our posts, share our content, and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms. You may also visit thegoldenboot.com for the latest merch. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can do so through Cash App at Money Sign Golden Boot or through PayPal at paypal.me slash golden boot. We look forward to bringing you more laughs, knowledge, and entertainment. And again, thank you for your endless support. Sincerely and respectfully, the Golden Boot team. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Golden Boot. It's your boy Pooh Bell. Got my man Ant Petty Murphy in the building. What's good, my boy? First off, before we get started, stars at night, big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas, horns down. I'm kind of hot right now, cuz I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. <clears throat> Uh-oh, what's on your mind? What's going on? The craziest rule I've ever seen in my life, dog. Mm-hmm. So, Louisiana Tech is playing Ole Miss in baseball. Okay. Right. Louisiana Tech was trailing 4-3 going into the seventh inning. They took the lead 5-4. All right. Going into the bottom of the seventh, a rain delay happens. They don't finish the game. So, the score reverts back to the previous inning, and Ole Miss wins 4-3. Shut up. Mm. Mm. Louisiana mm. Tech was about to beat them for the second time in a row. And then they pulled that miss. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I'm hot, that's, dog. Yeah, that's, that's, that's messed up. That's very messed up, man. Um, it seemed like at the very least, especially with them taking the lead, it seemed like it should be a no contest it, at mean, the very least. Yeah, something, bro. I mean, you're going to give them an a, a L. Just wait, wait it out. Play the, it's a half inning. You know what I mean? Like It ain't like you got to finish multiple innings. But I, I don't know, bro. It's, it's a BS in my opinion. But. I agree. Ooh, uh, Kentucky is about to be upset. Down by two, 68 to 66 to Vanderbilt. And Kentucky's at home with 2.6 seconds left on the clock. Man, Vanderbilt beat everybody they shouldn't beat. 
in, in lieu to the people it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um man, let's go ahead and get started, man. We talking about this. This game last night, man. First off, shout out to everybody. It. Shout out to everybody. We're gonna talk about that too. Uh as always, appreciate your support. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Um, much love, man. Continue to like, subscribe, share. Uh, y'all be sharing, man, and it helps, man. It reflects in the views, and we appreciate it. Um, but let's talk about this game, man. Josh chimes in saying, what's up, fellas? Go Tigers. Julian. In the building, says somebody LSU and them gold jerseys that just brings the best out of LSU. Yeah, it's true. Yes. And Vandy just upset Kentucky. 68-66 in Rupp Arena. Shout out to Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so LSU brought out the goals for midweek. Big time midweek marquee yes, game. Um, LSU basically been uh, – been away, been in, in the Texas region or been in that that the Midwest, yeah. however you want to call it, Southwest. Austin, not, Texas area. Yeah, been in that area since uh they left last week. Uh they did the Round Rock Classic. Um and then they stayed and, and took on Texas. Um man, what a game. Shout out, big, big kudos, big shout out. LeBaron Johnson, starting pitcher for Texas. That boy was willing and dealing. Yes, nine, sir. if I'm not mistaken, nine strikeouts. Both, I mean, honestly, both pitches was was you know what I mean. Yes, shout out to Thatcher Hurd. Yeah, uh, he uh bounced back from that ugly showing he had against uh against Southern, and um, uh, he said, Julian said we just call it the capital in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, Julian, uh. I, I don't know how to spell Austin, but there's some L's in there somewhere. Put them L's deep in the heart of Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. But uh, defense this year, man, phenomenal. Uh, So far on the season, only two errors that I believe. Two errors on the season. I could be wrong. I have to go back and double check. That Um, can't be true. I heard we had... We had a, a shortstop who was nothing but an error, a walking error. That dude is is he should have he actually would have had another RBI again last night had it not been for a trip and fall uh, or a stumble. Uh, but man, listen, Jordan Thompson been playing. He's been playing some good ball, bro. We know that he he is um, a fan favorite target of some for criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that uh, being shortstop, he is um, has a target on his back on 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 when he's on the defensive side. There's always the pitcher and the shortstop, the two people who kind of get <clears> the <throat> most. Um, yep, yep. And he has done nothing but respond this year. He's improved his play. He's made uh, smart decisions. Uh, I want to say he's been error free. I want to say. I'm I know. Pretty, I know. There's if not. He's only got one. You know. So I mean, either way it goes, he's definitely had a bounce back season and showed that. You know, he might have had a rough year last year, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the player he is. I think injuries had a lot to do with the last year. Yeah, man. But either way, man, that dude has been like I said, nothing short, but but uh, nothing short of amazing. Uh, with all the big names that came in, uh, from. 
Gavin Gidry, Tommy Tanks, Paul Skeens. Um, you had guys returning, Joe Bear, Dylan Cruz, uh, Trey Morgan. Uh, you got Neil. Every all those names, all the 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 Christian Little, all the names of transfers and people coming in, and it was speculated he would leave. Mm-hmm. He came back and did nothing but improve. Um, I one might say, one might say, he may be baseball's version of uh, Gary Nussmeyer. He plays though, so I can't really give you that. I mean that's not necessarily this. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like, what you know what I'm funny. saying though. Like, yeah, he's a he's a major contributor. Yeah. I it'll it'll kind of be like whenever when people thought Emory was gonna leave. You know what I mean? Or something along them kind of lines. Yeah. I'm I'm looking, I'm sorry. It's senior night for LSU playing taking on Missouri. And uh ooh. Uh, LSU is uh, maybe they should have been playing the scenes all season. Um, they are up 13 2. Uh, Parker Edwards came out starting, uh, KJ Williams just knocked down a three, so a lot of emotion in the building, <clears throat> yes. Um, but 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 back to this game at hand, Gavin Duga, Another name who not necessarily you know thought to be transferred, but he was put on the back. He wasn't even a starter mm-hmm. to open the season. And um through the unfortunate, untimely um, I'm not gonna say injury, I'm gonna say Nick. Nick of uh Tommy White uh in that first weekend series, Davin Guga Guga, Davin Gu- Duga stepped up and has been nothing but you know saying clutch, you know, saying all season. Three run home run in the top of the ninth to put LSU up for good. So we talked about the pitching. We talked about I mentioned Thatcher Heard came out, did his thing. Then you had uh Ockenhaus, Ockenhausen, whatever. Yeah, I cannot say that dude's name. Listen, bro. he came in and he shut stuff down. Then you had Christian Little came and finished it off. Yep. I mean, it was a solid performance from the pitching staff. Um and shout out to Texas too. Honestly, salute to them. Tip your cat to them because they they staff had honestly they had a good game too pitching wise. It just you know hit here, hit there. LSU was able to scrap across some runs. You know, the big bomb from Joe Bear. Um, I said Joe Bear, do guys, my bad. But um, but yeah, man, I just that just shows this this day and age of baseball, bro. All it takes is one swing, and. LSU got a lot of guys in that lineup who can give you that one swing. But I think what we haven't had in the past couple of years was a staff that was capable of, of, of shutting a team like this down and zero runs, you know what I mean, and just kind of keeping them, keeping Texas batters guessing all night. So I think that's the biggest difference in what we've seen this year from last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, Julian – Chimes in and say it shows you have to stay the course and be ready when your time comes. Duga came in and took off running. He's not giving it up. Yeah. I mean, last year that was kind of like what Pearson did. You know what I mean? Freshman mm-hmm. gets his gets his name called and, you know, makes the most of his opportunity and doesn't get that spot up again. That's I guess that's kind of like you said, make the most of your opportunity when it comes. And that's the thing with so many guys, you, you got to be hungry. because We always have a guy like that. Remember Chris Reed? Yeah. Wasn't yep. even on the team. 
Yeah. Uh, Maneri called him back. Yeah. So, I mean, it just goes like this. This lineup is so, and this team is so deep that you can't slip up because you got a guy ready to take your spot, right? You know what I mean? Just waiting on his opportunity. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Somebody did notice. We talked about uh, the strikeouts. Um, I've kind of noticed an increase across baseball. Um, and 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 I, I'm waiting to see the effects after it's all said and done. Um, what what about the pitch clock? Is the pitch clock contributing to to the increase in strikeouts this season, or is it just kind of a? I think I think usually at the beginning of the season, pitchers always had the advantage over batters. You know what I mean? Because the batters got to get that timing down. And some of the sky reports on the pitchers need to come. You know what I mean? Stuff on the kind of lines. Uh, I think usually pitchers usually had an upper hand. Their pitchers are fresh. You know what I mean? They're throwing their hardest. They're throwing with their best stuff right now. So I think that's part of the reason why you're seeing strikeouts early. I think once the, you know, the hitters get their timing down a little bit, they get more of the groove of things. Pitchers start getting a little more wear on their arms, losing some velo. I think that's when you'll start seeing the kind of average back out. I, I, I'm gonna tell you why I say, and I, and I understand, and I'm, I receive what you said. This is why I think is I, I kind of think the the pitch clock adds to it. Um, typically in between, you know, a lot of people say that, uh, and I heard a study said that. Uh, Pitching and in between pitching itself added 30 minutes to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen more strikes called on batters not being that's in the box than I have on, on pitchers. Yeah, so pitch. I do think, you know, saying that, you know, saying add that, but I also see a lot of a lot more guys having to think a, a lot quicker yeah. being in the box, you know, saying so. I, that's why I think it does add to the strikeout. May, it may not be the I mean, not the main factor, but I think it. Yeah, I mean that's that's too good point. I I didn't think about that that being called for a strike for not being set. Um, that I think that does give you, I mean, however many strike extra strikes per at bat. You know what I mean? So I think that is a good factor. And the the thing in both ways, it kind of goes both ways to a certain right. extent because you you know the pitcher don't get as much time to change and you know shake his head, disagree on pitches. You got to kind of take the first to second pitch that they're giving you. You know what I mean? Well, so I think, the, the thing about that, it, the clock doesn't start till they step on the rubble. So a lot of times they're standing back waiting for the pitch, and then as soon as they get yeah. it, they get up there. So, I mean, they do have a little bit of wiggle room, yeah, but, true, you know, you know. So that's that, you know, that is something to think about. So, yeah. So I see here, second 3-1-8 team to beat a Mississippi school. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, well, you know, ULM went Mm -hmm. to um, Duty Noble and knocked off Mississippi State early Mm -hmm. in the season. Got whooped the second game, you know what I mean? But knocked knocked them out from the first game. Then yesterday, Louisiana Tech knocked off the defending champ, Ole Miss Rebels. And then today, would have had a sweep. But, you know. Not Ole Miss decided. Ole Miss yeah. decided we're just gonna end the game instead of postponing it. You know what I mean? I guess they didn't want to take that in. And if you Louisiana Tech, I understand you kind of. Me personally, I wouldn't. Have, nah, we could postpone this, finish this. But you took one or two from the defending champs. I mean, you know, like yeah. Is it is it worth it to stick around for another day just to play 
a half inning of baseball. Maybe, 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 maybe not. But I would have wanted that sweep over the defending champs if I was them. Yeah, I uh, remember uh, my little cousin was in high school. His, uh, I want to say, his senior year, um, and they played their crosstown rival um, and beat them. Pitched the scoreboard, you know, saying everybody excited and stuff. Yeah. Uh, came back. They had a player on that team that was ruled ineligible, ineligible because he um um he transferred in and he transferred and was living in the city, was living, you know, saying with a relative. Um, and then they said that uh he was ineligible, so he ended up having to transfer back out, go back to the original school. Um, kid was allowed to play immediately, but they took that game from the yeah. other team, was like, Well, we got the we got the win. Like, well, we got the scoreboard, we got pictures, you yeah. know. So yeah. and that's like shout out to our boy Fox. Yeah. Sean Fox, he got the screenshot. And even if you go to the ESPN app, the score still says 5-4. You know what I mean, Louisiana. So I mean, if you we know what happened, man. You know what I mean? Like you can you can get you can change the score or the outcome of the game, but we know that tech really was up five four. Yeah. Um see Trey, I ain't seen him in a minute. What's good? Say what's, what's up, that, fam. Trey? Shout out to the show. Keep building, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you being here. Uh, at, at Mister Man, I ain't seen you in a minute. Uh, Julian says, uh, I think the wrist signal helps as the game moves faster. As the hitter, if you get fooled, you don't have time to think about, think and regroup as they want to get the hitter back in the box. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. Yeah. But uh, at, and at the, but at the same time, just to be devil's advocate, mm-hmm. at the same time, you also don't get the chance to overthink. Yeah, that too. That you too. know what I'm saying. So that I feel too. like it kind of balances out in a sense. It's it's funny. Uh, Colin Cowherd one hit when I. <laughs> oh, this guy. Yeah, back this was back in the day before he was you know saying extra. He was talking about it one day. He was talking about Alex Rodriguez. He said Alex Rodriguez is an amazing player, um, but when he gets in slumps, it's because he thinks too much. He said he's a very smart player. Said Alex Rodriguez to get in the box and be like, it's coming at this angle. Is this trajectory, you know, physics say I should hit it this hard, you know, and then, you know what I'm saying? And so he said, and then he strikes out. He said, but a guy like Manny Ramirez is getting the box with like Fruity Pebbles, <laughs> Flintstones, ball, and you know what I'm saying? And he's on the street. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. overthinking. So overthinking it, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, man. <laughs> Listen, we to almost 20 minutes in. We talked nothing but baseball, man. Let's move on to some basketball, man. Let's talk about some basketball. Man. Let's do it. We got range. But anyway, uh, <laughs> women's basketball, man. LSU women's basketball continues to impress. Um, Alexis Morris, named first team all SEC. Flajay Johnson, named freshman of the year, SEC freshman of the year. Also named first team freshman SEC. Angel Reese, first team all SEC. Also wins SEC defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. But, 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 mm-hmm. even though you compare numbers, she is not the SEC player of the year. Instead, that goes to Aaliyah Boston. Some people say she was snubbed. LSU fans were upset. Especially when you just do a, a stats comparison, what say you? Just for just for reference, mm-hmm. Andrew Reese, twenty three point seven points per game. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah Boston, thirteen point three points per game. Mm-hmm. 
Andrew Reese, 16.6 rebounds per game. Aaliyah Boston, 9.7 rebounds per game. Okay. Aaliyah Boston, 2.3 assists. I mean, I'm sorry, Andrew Reese, 2.3 assists per game. Aaliyah Boston, 1.8 assists per game. Okay. Um, I will say Andrew Reese plays like 10 more minutes per game than Aaliyah Boston, but even even playing 10 more minutes, you got to give Andrew Reese the, the edge and the stats. Um, I understand a lot of times we like to do the best player on the best team gets the player of the year or the MVP or whatever the case may be. I don't like that, but I, I, I know I, what you're saying. You're yeah, exactly but, right. But I think whenever you have two teams, and I know they play head-to-head in South Carolina one, you know, 20 points, whatever it was. I understand that. But you have two teams who are neck-neck in the conference standings. Um, one player who carried their team all the way there, another player who is a good, great player on a great team and is more of a – not as an integral of a piece – to her team's success. She's a major factor, but she, you know, she isn't Angel Reese to her team. Mm-hmm. I think Angel Reese deserved it. Um, no shade to Leah Boston. She's great. And she's probably gonna be player of the year or right there in the mix with Caitlin Clark from Iowa. But I just think the numbers back it up, what they meant to the team and their team's success was neck and neck. So I, I just I don't know how you don't give it to Angel Reese. I agree, um, and I think this is uh, when you look at the stats. Um, stats say Angel Reese. Um, when you look at uh, individual play, what they mean the team tangible, intangible, it says Angel Reese. Um, the only thing you can look at is the head to head. But even that game, let me let me pull that up. Because I don't think they were far do unless you already got it. Uh, no, I don't you. have it pulled up. But I, I, I will say the – I ain't going to say the only thing you have is the head-to-head because I do think South Carolina is the better team. So mm-hmm. you pick, you have the the best player on the better team. You know what yeah, I mean? I think, yeah, I, I get that, yeah. But I, I, I'm with you. I don't like deciding awards off best player on best team. You know what I mean? Like that – Yeah. Um, during that game, oh, oh, I thought it got side of my bag. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. During that game, let me see here. Angel Reese was, uh, she had 16 points, uh, 16 Six points, rebounds. Four, four, rebounds, four rebounds, uh, two assists, a steal, uh, four blocks in that game. Uh, Aaliyah Boston, 14 points. Nine rebounds, two assists, three blocks in that game. So, I neck mean, and neck. neck and neck. So, even even if you tried to say the the head to head, I mean, one team won, yeah, but that's again a team. Which and, and just like when we talk about when we said when we do the goat conversation, um, don't confuse team accomplishment with with individual awards. That's my my only thing. So, yeah, and that's I'm with you on that as far as the team success. I will say. I wonder how much Angel Reese and her demeanor, I guess, factors into it. You know, the fact that mm, she, she's kind of she, brash. She's getting she's getting a lot of criticism for how she carries herself in the game. I wonder if that plays a factor in it. 
not saying it did or didn't. You know, I'm, I would just be curious at how many of the voters had an issue with that. Yeah, I think that is. Uh, I think that's foolish. Oh, I would. I would agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and this is why we characterize women playing basketball the same way we characterize characterize men for the most part. Like, man, she a dog. She out there killing. Mm-hmm. She doing this. She doing that. But it's it, same thing with in any sport, women's sport, for the most part. Um, yeah. They did the same thing with Serena. Man, she a dog. She goat. She this, that, you know. But then when it comes down to when they speak up for themselves or they're a little louder or show emotion, show emotion it's, oh, they're, they're, you know, saying she needs to carry herself like a lady. Yeah. So you want an athlete or do you want a lady? I mean... And, and well, they're not I, mutually exclusive, but yeah, I'm just that, saying, that part, that part, yeah, yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. But the thing is, when you're talking about a competitive sport, no, so you want to see that fierce. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think you can take tell an athlete to not be themselves, regardless of there that, you, go. you know, male, female, whatever you want to label. Um, I don't think you could do that, and I also. I also don't think that because you show emotion as a player that makes you un un you know unladylike or less of a lady. Completely, completely um, agree. To your point, athlete and lady aren't mutually excuse, exclusive. You could be an athlete, show emotion, and be a lady at the same time, and you are still a lady while you're on the court showing emotion. I feel like there's there's this societal view of what a lady is you know what i mean so to speak and i think it's antiquated and outdated and it needs to be you know what i mean it needs to be kind of done away with and we kind of need to accept the fact that players like angel reese serena you know whoever you want to bring up Mm -hmm. just because they show emotion doesn't mean that they're not a lady or that they're you know less of a lady than someone else man listen it's just it's stupid. Um, and like you said, you said the best word is antiquated. Um, grow up. Yeah. Grow up, people. Um, LSU men currently are, are playing their season finale senior night uh, against Mizzou. They're currently up uh, 24 to 16, nine minutes left in the first half, nine minutes, 16 seconds. Uh, for all intents and purposes, they have they have looked pretty, pretty impressive in this game. Um, I wish – Finish the regular season on a positive note. I wish we could have, and and I don't want to take away from what they're doing. I wish we could have seen this a lot more um, during the season. Uh, this just the effort. Uh, I just hope, hope, hope they finish this game with that same intensity. Uh, maybe they should play like a girl. Mm. 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 Hey, while we on this topic yeah. of, of, of women basketball, can I shout someone out real quick? Man, go please do. All right, so I know we don't really talk about women's high school basketball much on this show, but uh, Kel Mulkey record went down today. Mm, okay. There's a young lady by the name of Paris Guillory from St. Louis Catholic. She broke Kim, Re- Kim Mulkey's record for most points in a 3A div- or Division II state championship game. Or a state tournament game, my bad. She uh forty one points. Yes, you heard me correct. Forty one points. 
the record was the record was set in 1980, and 43 years later, it gets broken. So kudos to that young woman. She uh she deserves all the accolades coming her way for that performance. Man, congratulations. What's you what'd you say her name was again? Paris Guillory. Paris Guillory. Uh Kim. Do the right too thing. Late. Too late. Oh, too Louisiana late. Tech, Louisiana Tech signing. Oh. However, however, Kim was uh was doing a little scouting yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um six foot five, eighth grader from uh, up up this way, three one eight area. Yeah, Kim was in the building watching her. Six five, eighth grader. She's ridiculously good too. Mm. Bro, I don't yeah, think, I think she might be a tiger. I don't think many. I don't think me and some me and my friends. I don't think we could have sat on stood on each other's shoulders and been six five and eighth grade, bro. Well, that's crazy. I was watching the game. And I didn't know how tall she was at the time. I was just mm-hmm. watching the game. I was like, man, she got to be like six three. Like she just tall. Nope, she's six five and in the eighth grade. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Uh, speaking of tall, and uh, want to say tall tall feats. Uh, it was thought that Pistol Pete's record would never be broken. That is now in jeopardy, um, mm-hmm. and and dangerously in jeopardy. As um, I'm looking for Antoine his name, Davis. Antoine Davis uh, of Detroit Mercy is extremely close to breaking sixty-three points away. Extremely close to breaking uh, Pistol Pete's uh, record. Uh, as as Ant just said, he's sixty-three points away. Um, Earlier this season, he he broke the record for most three point three pointers made in a college career, mm-hmm. and I mean, I think we need to have some context with this. Also, yeah, true enough, he's about to break Pistol Pete's record, or on on pay, or he uh, has a possibility of breaking Pistol Pete's record. Six three points away, he's only guaranteed one more game. They play tomorrow night in the Horizon uh Horizon League Conference Tournament, um, so we'll see how that goes, but. He broke the record for most three-pointers earlier this season. This is his fifth season, obviously due to the COVID year. Yeah. Um, and he plays for his dad at Detroit Mercy, just like Pete played for his dad at LSU. However, this is his fifth year because Pete played three years with no three-point line. Yeah. And like I just said, mm-hmm. This young man has broke the record for most three pointers made in his career. Yeah. So, while I'm not knocking the man, it's very impressive. You know, I never thought this record would come close to being broken. Not right. like not, never, but I think we got him. We got to kind of take it in context. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Pete, yeah. As, as great as a feat as this is, it's a longevity thing for for uh, Mr. Davis more than it is. Uh, you know. An outrageous scoring defeat, right? But um, I, I, the legend of Pistol Pete, um, I never, of course, neither one of us ever saw him play. Um, but everything I heard about him was phenomenal. I saw his son play in uh in college. He played uh, I want to say for William and Mary or something. I think I want to say one of them played for LSU for a year. Yeah, I think he. I want to say he, the son I saw play would play for like William Mary. Um, he was he played. I saw him play against Dillard, uh, twice, and, and both times he was spectacular. Uh, but yeah, man, that, that's Pistol Pete, man. He, you know, what I'm saying gone too soon. Um, 
and still holds a lot of whether this record is broken or not. Pistol Pete will forever go down as one of the. Ain't nobody gonna break his career points per game average. Forty. Oh no, like oh, that no. that ain't never getting touched. No, oh, no, no, no. You can uh, play one game. He they ain't gonna break his. What the, it it wasn't freshman scoring because they didn't play his freshman. What his first yeah, he didn't play. He didn't play his freshman year. Yeah, that was that was that was dumb back then too. I mean, uh, yeah, because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would have four straight championships and four straight national players of the year if he could have played back then. But yeah. Anywho, um, yeah, shout out, congratulations to him though. Now, even if he doesn't break it, you know what I mean? Like, congratulations yeah. on a hell of a career, yeah. Um, uh, Kevin Durant made his uh Phoenix Suns debut. Um, that's I, all they've been talking about, man. I'm, I'm out here, you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm out in Arizona, um, and that's all I've been hearing on the radio, man. All I've been hearing on the radio, what I, what I do respect. I don't care to play out time. I understand. I understand. Uh, he still didn't bring a brush with him. Oh, um, no, that ain't never going to change. That man yeah. don't care about nothing but, but I ain't going to say it, but, but hooping. I ain't going to say the other thing, but hooping. He don't, I don't think he care about that. He was uh, – no. Oh, it ain't women that I'm talking about. It's, oh. you know, I ain't going to put the man business out, but he only care about it's hooping. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, Cleveland Browns owner buys the books. I ain't see this one. Yeah, man. Uh, Jimmy Haslam. Oh, Jimmy Haslam buys the books. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if it was full. Uh, he probably ain't one of them. I think it's like a minority deal. But yeah, he um. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad for the books. Honestly. Yeah, they um, they co they co owners, so it's um he's not you know a full owner, but yeah. still I mean I don't know if I want the Browns, the juju from the Browns coming over to my organization if I was the Bucks. He he buying he buying the Browns. I mean he buying the books. He ain't bringing Baker Mayfield. They I mean he ain't got Baker Mayfield anyway. But I'm just not saying no the, more. But the Browns ain't did nothing right since he's owned the Browns, brother. Like it ain't just Baker Mayfield. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, Jalen Carter, man, this story here. Um, Jalen Carter was uh, well, and an, a misdemeanor arrest warrant was issued uh for Jalen Carter, um, and it said that uh, well, it's, I think it was actually two: one for reckless driving, one for um, racing, and they're trying. They're saying it's linked to um the the tragic accident between um the staffer and the uh, other player uh, for George. I can't think of his name and, and, and y'all forgive me for that. Um, but they're saying that they were racing and that's what caused the accident. Uh, again, this is just an uh, uh, arrest. It does not mean he's guilty um, due process, but that is what's happened. He did a release a statement um, I don't have it in front of me, but basically said that uh, he's going to cooperate and and basically is going to prove his innocence. Hmm. All right, so I got a couple things about this. Mm-hmm. One, the timing seems very suspicious to me. I understand they said they had an investigation to do. 
and the investigation has concluded, and that's why the arrest warrant came when it did. However, today was also the day Jalen Carter was supposed to meet with several general managers at the combine. You don't find that suspicious? Todd Shea came out a few weeks ago and said that there were character concerns about Jaden Carter. You don't find that suspicious? And at the time, there was nothing really, you know, being said about his character concerns. And so Ty McShay kind of got a lot of backlash, as he should. But I don't even know if I would call this a character issue. Um, And people are trying to say he owes McShay an apology. And I don't necessarily feel like he does. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to say this is a character issue. Now, does this show that you have some decision-making issues? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you always make the best decisions? Probably not. But I'm I'm not gonna, not making the best decisions doesn't always equate to character issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me be clear on that. Um, we've all been 19, 20 years old and done dumb things. That don't mean we bad people. That we got bad character. So I, I just want to say that. I'm tired of people using poor decisions made by kids and equating that to bad character. It's not always the issue. You can say it was a, a dumb decision, it was a mistake, you know, whatever. Oh, that's true, and I agree. But let's not, you know, let's not uh, assassinate the young man's character because he made a mistake. He wasn't the one who wrecked the vehicle. You know, he didn't kill anyone. You know what I mean? So let's not go to the extreme with it. But on the other hand, if you Jalen Carter, if you're Brandon Miller, if you're insert famous athlete, you know, with a whole bunch to lose, you got to make better decisions. Um, you got to stop putting yourselves in situations to where something like this could happen, to where you could endanger other people and put your career in jeopardy um there's too much to lose for you and for other people involved for you to do something like this um but that's pretty much all i got on it i i'm gonna stop with the character assassinations though i feel like this this doesn't you know back up or reinforce anything todd mcshay said in my opinion yeah um Somebody's probably gonna come out and say um, he's not a kid, but I, I'll say this: we talked about probably a week or two. Uh, we brought up about when uh, Ryan Lockie and the other guys were in Rio and they got in trouble. Y'all were calling him a kid, and he was damn thirty-one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying he's a kid. He, I, I get what you're saying. He's, better, he's a young. He's, he's a young, young. adult. Um, yeah. And I'm not going into no science and be like, oh, the brain isn't fully formed. Yeah, I'm right. not gonna do all that. He he's a young adult. We've all made, we've all been that age, we've all done dumb stuff. We're still mm-hmm. making dumb decisions. It's obvious we're making dumb decisions by the way this country is moving. Now we ain't gonna get political. But I I'll say this too though. Like 
before somebody comes on here and says, yeah, I done dumb things, but I never did. Like, I'm not saying the dumb thing that you did was equal to or worse right. than what Jalen Carter did. Like, I'm not saying that just because you've done dumb things that you did what he did. I'm not saying that, but you've done something in your life that was dumb at the time. You know, we should all learn to show some uh, a lot more mercy than we do. Yeah, compassion, um, stuff, man. Because yeah. you never like you, you've been done before, and it might not have turned out the way his situation turned out, but it could have. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I feel like that's the, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a second chance or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Of course, I think he does, but I just feel like we got to stop attaching character to bad decisions. Right, I agree. Um. Another story. This was actually pretty interesting when I saw it earlier. Um, judge rules that Brian Flores can pr can pursue a discrimination claim um, in court, but Steve Wilkes and Ray Horton said they must go through arbitration. Um, I'm trying to they find. They have no receipts like he had, man. They had to have them text messages, dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she said while all she did mention that while although. It shows uh, um, a poor hiring practices by the NBA. I'm NBA, NFL. Um, it that you know she did think that it, it was more suited for arbitration. Steve Wilkes cited um, being passed up, I believe. I know by Arizona, and then also now with Carolina. Um, Ray Horton mentioned about being used as a quote unquote filler. Um, like for a season and also going through a sham coaching uh interview. Hmm. So yeah, basically circumvent the, the Rooney rule. Yeah. Steve Wilkes the one that got fired so they could bring in Kingsbury, huh? Mm-hmm. I think he probably got a, a pretty solid case. If he uh if he has something to kind of back up some of his claims, especially the Carolina claims, but was I'm just interested to see that Flores was allowed to go on. I just want to see what comes of this. I'm really curious to what what our dominoes fall, and if and if we can if we could see some kind of behind the scenes stuff get exposed, like with the the Washington Commanders. Franchise being investigated by the FBI for their stuff. That's how we got the John Gruden emails. You know what I mean? So what what's gonna come from this case if it does, you know, come to daylight and we start seeing some some evidence? Like what what what's gonna come from? Are we gonna see some proof of some things or is it just gonna be cover up type stuff? Yeah, I'm uh, still looking here trying to see if I can find the article because this article reads a lot different than the other one. Uh, do, 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 do. Let me recognize Because the, the way this article is reading like the NFL won the case. Okay, uh, so here it, it says, uh, I'm looking at another article, um, basically says that, um, yes, it's basically uh, Brian Flores' discrimination case against the NFL and the three teams are, is going to court. Um, won't go through arbitration. Um, trying to see where they talked about. Uh, 
Yeah, that's all it says. But the NFL seems to be on the up and up about it. They they they're kind of happy with the ruling, and it's just interesting to me um, that she allowed one to go through our well one to go to court and the other two to go to arbitration. Um, but yeah, um, I'm sure if other coaches came out and, and spoke on what they know and what they've gone through, it, this would be a little bit different. Yeah, I think, but the retaliation factors, what they was it's what they were Yeah, um, because if if you remember, Hugh Jackson made comment or said somebody, yeah, I know, you know, this, that, and the other, and then all of a sudden his he he backtracked on his state. So, but anywho, um, LSU is up. Just an update by sixteen with three minutes left in the first half. They're up forty to twenty four. Three minutes left in the first half. Um, Derek Carr. Derek Carr visits with the Saints. Hold up, hold up, hold uh-oh, up. uh-oh. Let's, what you got? let's back up a sec. Okay. So this is from the Flores suit. Okay. Um, defendants argue, these are Brian Flores lawyers, that the arbitration clause and Flores contract with the Steelers replies retroactively to any claims accrued against the NFL over members he was hired by Steelers. Even if the defendants are correct on that point, oh my bad. This is the uh, this the NFL laws. The um, even if defendants have failed to establish that Flores entered a valid arbitration agreement when he was hired by the Steelers. Basically, this is the situation right here. <clears throat> the version of the Flores Steelers arbitration agreement submitted to the court never became binding upon Mr. Flores or the Steelers because the commissioner never signed it. He never signed the contract. That's the reason why Flores' suit is, doesn't have to go to arbitration because Roger Goodell never signed the contract from the Steelers and Brian Flores last, last season. You don't find that suspicious. You don't find that suspicious. About to get a lot of people. <laughs> Roger Goodell about to have a lot of owners hot. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, I look more into this though, bro. I yeah. gotta look more into this. We'll have to come back to that. Um but anyway, that's crazy. I I it's crazy. I'm gonna tell you what's crazy to me. When something is obvious and people see it. But you got to prove it. But it's hard to prove. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is the definition of overt versus covert. But anyway. So, Angel Reese being player of the year is what you're talking about, right? Yeah, that too. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's obvious, but we still got to prove it. Yeah, got to prove it. Derek Carr. Visits with the Saints again. Um, am I mistaken? Did one Derek Carr like, nah, I'm good on the Saints? He was like, nah, I'm good on everybody. <laughs> so he met with the Saints while he was still under contract with the Raiders. Um, like two-day meeting. And then was like, yeah, I don't want to be traded. Cut me. Then got cut. Met with a couple other teams. But from my understanding, he isn't hearing the numbers he would like when as far as dollars. And so he kind of 
um, kind of tried to see what his market was like. And now that he kind of knows what it's like, he's going, he went back to the combine actually and met with the Saints and the Jets at the combine. So it looks like it's kind of down to those two teams. Um, We'll see. Uh, at this point, I'm not keeping my hopes up. Um, I've seen this movie. I know how it ends. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, and a lot of people are not going to like this. If you're not drafting a quarterback in the first round this year anyway, why don't you try to work through it with a, uh, with a either draft or somebody late and work through a healthy season with Jameis and develop? Let me ask you two things. All right. First of all, do you trust this staff to develop a quarterback? I don't trust this staff. I wouldn't trust this staff to develop a, a picture right. exactly. on digital camera. Exactly. That's first. Um, secondly, can Jameis stay healthy for 17 games? I think he can. I mean, I think I think he can. But are you willing to bet money that he can? I wouldn't bet money, but I wouldn't. So, so wait, I wouldn't saying. waste. I wouldn't waste money on somebody who don't want. Because let me ask you: you bring in Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. What is going to improve with Devin? Devin with Derek Carr and this staff? Well, so, for one, Derek Carr has on missed like, like. 10 games his whole career or something like that. So, first of all, he's going to be available. That's a big step. That's true. That's true. That's a big step. Secondly, he's a little more mobile than Jameis. Um, so, it kind of helps with your offensive line deficiencies a little bit. Um, and I, he's a gamer. Like, he – has more four-quarter comebacks since he's been in the league than any other quarterback. Partially because his defense has been terrible. That's why he has to come back. But mm-hmm. he also is, you know, he's just got that it factor when it's late in the game. He knows how to close out and win games. Um, I don't think there's a huge gap between Jameis and Derek Carr, except for the fact that Derek Carr can, is healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the major factor. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Jameis Winston healthy in two years. Man, I ain't seen this dude. Chris, where you been? He said, if Jameis all we got next year, I ain't watching. Chris, you said you – it was plenty of games. LSU games you said you weren't watching, and you told us play-by-play what happened. Be quiet. (laughs) You gonna watch. But I I think um, from from everything I've been kind of hearing and and feeling, I don't see Jameis back in New Orleans next year. No, I I don't. I think they're going to – Find a way to cut them. I stuff. think they're gonna cut them, yeah, or trade them for nothing, pretty much. But I, I and I hate it, but at the same time, I'm kind of cool with it because I feel like Jameis deserve his chance to, you know, go somewhere. I, he go, he gonna go somewhere and shine. And it don't look like New Orleans is giving him that opportunity. He, he'll go somewhere and shine. Um, but anywho, now let's let's go to something else. We said a couple weeks ago. Um, when it was announced that uh, Brian Poland was moving to an off-field role, being more of a GM, mm-hmm. we said it wasn't going to take long. LSU mm-hmm. has found their new special teams coach, um, or special teams coordinator. I can't coordinator. say his name. John Jancic. Jancic. 
Gen six, I think that's Gen um, six, something like that. Gen six or something like that. Yeah, but uh, he was um, he was already on staff as an analyst, um, and, and helped with the linebackers if I'm not mistaken. But he is going to be the uh, outside linebackers coach and also special teams coordinator. Um, I might be asking a question. You probably finna raise your hand, ask. Uh, why don't we just have somebody that's just an outside? I mean, just a uh, special teams coordinator. Because that's that's my that's my I I, I would just have, rather have a coach. Right. So, doing that. but go ahead. I'm 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 with you. Last year we had a guy who's coached special teams before, but special teams wasn't his main focus as he was our main person over roster decisions, personnel, and all that kind of stuff. Now this year, oh, and last year special teams struggled because of it. Um, this season, you have a guy who's never, from my knowledge, coached special teams before. Um, and he's splitting duties as an outside linebacker coach as well. It almost seems like you're treating special teams as an afterthought. Mm. And you wonder why you have muff punts, you have, you know, holding, you know, terrible holding calls on return. You know, why you have all these miscues on special teams. When you treat it like an afterthought, you're going to have miscues. So I'm with you. Bring in somebody whose main job and only job is special teams, preferably somebody who's actually coached special teams before and not just somebody who you're like, hey, you need, you want an active on field job. Okay, you could be the special teams guy. Dear G Mac, what up, big head? We miss you. How life been treating you lately? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want to come kick it? See what you did there. But it uh, sure could be special. Yeah. Between us. Man, listen. I that was the one coach that that when he left, I think left a, a big mark. Big mark. We'll see. I'm um uh, I'm I'm a trust the staff. I'm a trust the staff. I, I'm a I'm a beat. I can love the things I criticize and I can criticize the things I love. I'm a trust this staff. I don't I'm like say this. this. You got one more punt before I'm on your ass. Pause. Yeah. All right. Now, last two things, and these can be brief. Um, did you see players basically had like a seminar about branding themselves? Um, it was almost like a you know what I'm saying uh how to make yourself marketable, be your be more than just a player, you know what I'm saying? Build yourself outside the the uh off the field. Uh oh, uh oh, you ain't like it. If I'm gonna be honest, I don't. I understand it. I understand it. Um, you you know, this day and age of NIL and all that, I understand why you're doing this and kind of the importance of it, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But I don't like it. Um, okay. That's fair. I like the idea, and I understand it's, you know, it's not reality what I'm saying, but I like the idea of NIL money and perks and whatever you want to call it. all that coming based off your play, not well, not how well you brand. 
yourself. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people who could, not necessarily LSU, but a lot of athletes in general who could, um, who this could be a detriment for. You know, they could start trying to worry more about brand and less about play. Mm. Um, not saying that's going to be the case for any LSU players, but when you start doing things like that, you open up their box potentially. And uh, I don't know. I just really like athletes focusing on ball. And I'm not saying you have to be a robot and, you know, shut up and dribble or nothing like that. You know what I mean? But let your play be your brand. You know what I mean? Until you, until you're established enough to worry about everything else. Okay. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. I love it. I figured you would. I love it. Um, I think it's beneficial in, in more than one one way. Um, if you can be a player who, um, you know, what I'm saying learns how to one, uh, and when you say make yourself more marketable, um, and more palatable, I think it is it does more for you, not just football wise, not just you know, say nil wise, um. Not everybody on LSU's football team is going to make a roster or be in sports. Uh, but I think this does help in the long run in selling yourself for your next career, your next career choice. Um, I think giving these players this skill set outside of football, forget the football, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right now it could be used to help, you know what I'm saying, help for NIL deals, but this could be used for interviewing, you know what I'm saying, resume building. Um, this could be used for other purposes. That's the that's the that's the reason I like it. Um, I understand that. That's, I understand that aspect. Yeah, and that's and that's and 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 I, and I understand what you're saying uh, about the um, you know what I'm saying kind of walking billboard, selling yourself the mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying walk around. I I, I get the, I, I I don't like. I'm a person. I don't like the the sponsor names on the NBA jerseys. I think that's corny yeah. as hell. Um, but 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 I do like, you know, what I'm saying having these skills to enhance yourself as a person. Um, I agree. For, so I agree, but I feel like if that's the case, get that to every freshman that comes in the camp. You know, or get that. Yeah, to, I, I don't feel like that should be because you're right. That is that that skill set does transcend sports. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It it follows you to your professional business whatever career. So. Offer that and give that to everyone, not just athletes. If if it's not just about NIL deal, you know what I mean. If yeah, it's yeah. about selling yourself for program, you know, jobs or whatever after after school, give it to everybody. But we know this now. What they did was not just strictly for the, what I'm saying. I'm saying it I can know, be flipped. And I know. It's all know. about NIL. We know. I that. know. And, 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 that's, and, and that's and that's why I don't necessarily like. Yeah, it. you know, I know what I mean. If you if you NIL. open it up to every student in the school, then I'd be more okay with it. All right. But because I know y'all focusing on the NIL deals in that seminar, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, um, another thing that I saw that I like, uh, Brian Kelly and his wife, uh, showing a united front, whether they, you know, saying people believe it or not. Um, I'll say this stay out their business, stay out their business. business. But what they are doing, they they were out visiting, um, at our lady of the lake, visiting, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the children's ward or, or, or or whatever, uh, and it said like they were giving gifts to the kids and, and the parents or their guardians or however you want caretakers is what they said. Um, 
but it's just it's it's great to see Brian Kelly continually give back uh to LSU and the community. Uh since he's gotten there, he's uh the the only or the first of his kind uh donated a a million dollars um back to LSU. Uh, I know some people are critical because oh he got overpaid by me. Uh yeah, we understand, you know, saying mistakes happen. Uh, money management, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but he's continued to do things to try to help uh, the community. So, um, even cancer research, his wife came in, and, and that's one thing she wanted to do, uh, being a cancer survivor, was help out with cancer research. Uh, yeah. So, big shout out to them for for not only, um, you know, saying just being a coach here, but being uh, immersed in the community, immersed in, in helping building a, a better, not just uh, not just LSU, better Baton Rouge and a better Louisiana. Yes, sir. So, man, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. You got something else? No, nah, not that I know. Of. Oh, I do have one more thing. It's not LSU related. Um. Uh, shoot, I don't want to do that because that's also uh, man. I'm gonna get up out of here. Uh, let me see <laughs> if I can bring this up. I was going to hit the wrong button, but, 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 um, coach Asia, who we had on HBCU hour, um, they are doing a virtual, uh, meet the coach. So she could talk about, um, what she's bringing to, uh, gymnastics and, and, and looking for basically looking for, um the next athletes uh so if you are a young lady who's interested in gymnastics um please 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 go to talladega gymnastics on ig um find this it's going to be a virtual meeting uh you can email questions you can meet the coach you can find out more about gymnastics if you're looking to be a a gymnast yourself um reach out and look man we'll have uh we'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow but it's on march 5th and so i want to help at least start putting it out there today um so it's not just you know saying springing on you tomorrow so So, um but that's it man that's all i got only thing i got to say is louisiana tech beat Ole miss twice big facts big facts i can sell with that i can i can dig it I can dig it. Um, we'll be back on Sunday with another episode of the Golden Boot. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, the HBCU Hour. Oh. Mm, excuse me, that was not going to be. That was going to be nasty. Y'all was going to be all in y'all ear. My bad. But uh, hey, yeah. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.